Cassette tape number three, rolling. Hello, this is I Will Write Your Book. My name is Will Hines, and I'm a ghostwriter, folks. And what that means is I write books for other people. And what I'm doing as a service to you, the general public, is recording the meetings I have with my interesting clients. So you can hear sort of how the publishing industry works. With me, as always, is my copy editor, Karen Donahue. Karen, how are you? Well, you sounded confident. What are you doing? What is going on here? I, ever since you started being nice to me, I got to tell you, it's, it's completely thrown me. I'm not sleeping at night. Like, it's it's weird to me. Oh, you can't handle it? I thought it was it's, working it, because of how confident you were. You were legitimately maybe it confident. Maybe, maybe it's it's doing something to me. I'll say that. It's like affecting me in a way that's it's changing me. And I it's you haven't I, been I'm sleeping. Not sure I like it. I, yeah, I've been sleeping badly. Yeah. I was up last night till one in the morning. That's not that late. That's not well, up for all me, night. It's late. For me, it's quite late. I usually go to bed by 10 o'clock sharp, so it was, it was, it was actually quite late. Well, up to 1 in the morning threw me off. How, you, how late do you stay up? 3, 4. Wow. That's it's quite, a whole other world. It's a whole other world. What are you doing at that time between midnight and 4? Sometimes partying, visiting people. Vi- you do a Sometimes visit? Sometimes creating. Like a- Creating, wow. Yeah, painting. There's a, there's a whole side to you, Karen. I, n- I never know. You I, don't I, like the way that you feel even though it's an improvement. So you don't like it? I guess change is scary. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, maybe I should embrace it more, but change is frightening me a little bit. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm coming off so defensive. I just What did you do this whole, week? I just had a whole snafu with my laundry machine where it like the colors ran. Well, that's your own fault. It is. It is. And that's partly why I'm frustrated. I knew. You did that to yourself. I did. You need to examine why you did that to yourself. You know what? I'm not going to. I will never look within on that point. So let's just, that's going to be one of the many unexamined things in my life. We're just going to have to, you and I are going to have to be cool with that. Sounds like self-sabotage to me. You know what? Maybe it is. And I love it. Well, let's get to our guest. I've not talked to this person before. I'm excited to hear what kind of book they're interested in having. Let's bring them on right now. Burton Krintz. Krintz. Burton Krintz, hi. Yeah, oh, hi, thanks Burton. for having me on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Sorry I'm a little late. I, I, was, I was on the bus over here. I was getting bullied by some... Uh, some tweens, I guess, teens or tweens or something. You knew they were tweens? I, you could tell they were, you identified the age that specifically that you knew they were tweens? They were on the younger end okay. of, of being teens. So they could have been tweens. They could have been 11. I don't know. But it, long story short, I had to get on another bus. I had to take a longer route. You know, I, oh I just don't want, I don't want to engage with them. They were bullying you to the degree that you had to leave the bus? Mm-hmm. Hey, but you know, kids are going to be kids, right? I mean, I'm sure everyone. Goes I don't, I've that. never had the experience of kids, especially really? tween age kids, bully. I've I've had teenagers make remarks and giggle. I've had that experience, but it's like late high school aged, like older kids. And what do you do, Will, when that happens? I have I have trouble with it. I I try not to engage. It's true. I try to ignore them. Sure. Ugh. See, this is what I'm saying. That's just a part of life, you know, getting bullied by teens well into your 50s. 
is just something that I have to deal with and that I'm sure a lot of people do. Kids will be kids. Burton, I'm really sorry to hear that. That Burton, sounds that sounds rough. Burton, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. I'm just gonna give you a little advice for the future. Mm-hmm. The next time that happens, you splash some water on one of the kids and go, Hey, look at this kid, he pissed his pants. <laughs> wow. Now that's not bad. That's not bad. Oh, look at him. He pissed his pants. What he's a real pee pee head. Oh, I gotta go to mommy because I pee pee in my pants. Something like that, Barton. That's oh good. Gosh. That That'll might be show effective. Him. I mean Do you think it'll still be effective if I've already pissed my pants in fear? No, I think that's, that's- that's Something going to be different. quite undermined if that's true. That uh, effort will well, not work Well, then anymore. you say, look at him. He got his piss on me. Oh, no, that's not bad. You always that's have to turn bad. it around on them, okay? What if, you face the, what if you face the tweens and you say, say, good man, let's be adults about this? No. Is that for me or Cam? That's for you, Burton. What do you think about that? Um, you know, I think like a lot of people... When I'm in confrontations, I kind of choke up a little bit and I find it difficult to speak mm-hmm. and my, my muscles seize up, they you know. S- mm-hmm. And the verb you're using there is seize? Seize or, yeah, not like a full seizure, but, you know, the muscles are spasming and I'm probably dry heaving a little bit and, you wow. know, I've peed my pants and, you know. I think it's just the mature thing to do to get on a different bus and be late to important things. Mm. Burton, in the future, also, just pull the emergency brake on the bus. Wow, Karen, you really think so? I've I've never done that in my whole life. Pull Pull the the emergency emergency brake on the bus. Because those kids are probably up, they're about, they're kind of jumping around like a bunch of jerks. Yeah, you pull the emergency brake, they'll fall right on their asses, get a couple concussions. Maybe even Karen, break an how, arm. How many times in your life have you pulled the emergency brake, which you, would you estimate? I don't know, 68? Too numerous so to count. It's really a lot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've done it zero. But uh, maybe I should be working it into my life more. Maybe I should be pulling that emergency brake and taking some control. Yeah, you definitely should. Burton, let's talk about your book. Yes. Do you have any idea? Do, what are your ideas here? What do you want to write about? So I want to write a what's big in America right now? Superhero stories, right? Sure, that's true. Yeah. Got your comic books and whatnot. So I want to write a superhero story. It's about a guy, mm-hmm. you know, he's mm-hmm. a regular guy, you know, well into his 50s. And he's uh Can I you pause know, you right there? Did you This is a sure. separate question. It's unrelated to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You said earlier that you were a guy who's into his 50s. Is that right? I just forgot to make yes, a note of that. I, I like to make a note of the age of the... Yes. Okay, you're in... Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead with your book description. But this is a different guy. He's well into his 50s, and, you know, he's got an average Joe's life. He's, you know, dealing with, you know, paying the bills. Sure. And, you know, all that and, and you know... Regular Joe stuff. With, dealing with tweens and all sorts of regular Joe stuff. And then one day, he gets superpowers and he turns it all around and now he's a superhero Uh called cool man okay and so cool man saves the world from all sorts of super villains and all that stuff and cool man cool man yeah how married are you to that name for your superhero not married. I'm flexible. I'm ready to collaborate with you guys. I'm also open to rad man. I'm open to (laughs) okay 
cool rad. Dude. The dude? Cool dude. Okay, so cool man or rad man or cool dude. Mm-hmm. A rad dude. Now now we're cooking with gas, rad dude. You know, I, I feel like superheroes are often, the, the names are a bit more grand and also a bit more specific. You know, it'll be like, I don't even like, uh, ultra ultra hero or hyper man, like something, you know, Superman, of course, mm. was the original superhero name, and it's usually some hyper sort of... Hyperman. I'm just trying to think of something that is like to an extreme, like, you know, hyper to meaning to be bigger than the norm. Well, you know what? We'll just say rad dude for now. We'll put a, and maybe we'll come back to that. We'll in circle a little back, bit. yeah. Maybe we'll circle back. Now you were listing problems that an average Joe deals with, and the sure. second one you said was dealing with tweens. Sure, <laughs> that was, yeah. The first one was paying the bills. Paying the bills. That's like something an average Joe has to deal with, and then the number sure. two problem you were citing as an average Joe was dealing with tweens. Am I doing? Yeah, paying the bills, dealing with tweens, frequent public urination, all you know, stuff that's that number everyone, three. I just want to write these three. down. One, paying bills. Two, dealing mm-hmm. with tweens, and three, frequent mm-hmm. public urination. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think we should switch the order up? I don't think that's. I don't think that's the problem. What if we mix in something like? Uh, like problems with your love life. I feel like that's kind of an average Joe thing, like managing your relationships, you know? Yeah, I think I think we could do that, you know? Like he's hasn't had um, a relationship in a long time, maybe, and he uses his superpowers to, to change that. When was the last time you were in a relationship, Burton? Me? This is separate from the book. Boy, I'm kind of a lone wolf, you know. I, I I like to march to the beat of my own drum. So I it's been a you know, who keeps track of these things though? Am I right? I think most people do. I think most people keep a pretty close track of when it was since the last time they dated somebody, or at least they can estimate it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the nearest year. So I well, you know what? I actually probably could pinpoint it. Um, so I got. I'm not going to say dumped, but that relationship ended at a you can Walter say, Mondale you can say dumped. president. <laughs> you can say dumped. Oh, okay. It's okay. Wait a well, minute. I let him, I want, let him finish that mutual, sentence. It was a bit of a mutual thing, you know. You said um, Walter Mondale for president. He ran for president, I think, in 1984. Is that right? Hmm. Where's the time go, I guess? <laughs> yeah. That's quite, a while. That's quite a ways. And if you're in your 50s, I think that was in your... Mid-teens, I think that you were probably like right around the age of 14, to six, depending on how old you are, like, hmm. you know, 14 to 20 is how old how old you were when that is went Is that down. right? Wow. Yeah. So, okay, so not that long ago, and you know. Well, that's not the way I would have characterized it, but okay. And Well, it was during an election. There's an election happening now, so. And so that says yeah. what about the time between those two events? Not much has changed. I see. Actually, a lot Sorry. has changed. A lot has a lot changed. Has but, changed. Um, okay, so you haven't had a relationship since Walter Mondale was running for president. That's that's good to know. But Rad Dude, the man mm-hmm. who becomes Rad Dude, he also hasn't been in a relationship in a while. Well, that was your pitch, Will. I want to throw that in there with paying the bills, dealing with tweens, frequent public frequent urination, public urination, and dealing with the fact that he hasn't dated somebody since... Let's just say since Walter Mondale was president. So, Burton, how, I don't know how, did, I w- how did that end? How did that relationship end? What actually happened? Mm-hmm. How did your relationship end? 
The one that was mutually agreed upon by both of you. Yeah, it was mutual. Absolutely. A mutual thing. Um, we uh, threw a glass of water in my face. And so how did you do that? You like reached your hand around while her hand was also on it and you shoved it towards your own face. Is that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we at kinda, what point we, in the act did she say, hey, help me out with this? Or just you saw the motion beginning and you reached your hand over to get in there. It's not, you know, I don't want to do a whole Zapruder film on how I got this glass of water thrown in my face here. I mean, I feel like I'm getting the third degree. It was just, <laughs> I, my face know. got wet, but it wasn't, you know, all her choice is all I'm saying. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you both uh, threw a glass of water in your face. And then we decided that I'm a loser and she never wanted to see me again. That was something you mutually agreed upon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, of course, I've, I've since changed that. It changed it almost immediately after. Life's been pretty good for me, you know. Burton, how would you describe yourself? What are some adjectives you would use to describe your own self? Hmm. Uh, oh, boy. Life of the party, um, in theory. Uh, I've been, you know, I'm, a, I'm caring, uh you know, popular, uh, smart, right. You know, I think I've got great ideas like, like this, like cool man or, you know, or whatever we're calling, uh, you know, FKA cool man. Um, yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm just, I'm living life in the the fast lane and, um, and now I see it to its fullest. We're doing this over video chat and I see next to you in the video, is what looks like a TV dinner, and it looks like it might currently be on fire. Is that right? Oh, oh, hey, look at that. I, I didn't know I ordered the mesquite. <laughs> let, me just, <laughs> let me just uh, let me just take my shirt off here and fan that out with it. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. um, uh, wow, you have a and, lot of body hair. Oh, and it's that... in patches too. It's not even yeah. uniform. I know. I didn't mean to show that off. I know it's a sign of virility. I didn't want to seem like I was, you know. No, but we did not take it as a sign of arrogance. That's all right. Burton, do you mm. imagine you imagine this to be a superhero novel, a graphic novel? Uh, just a novel, oh, yeah. Oh, just. You know, because here was my thinking. So what's big in America right now? Superheroes. Superheroes, right? And and what's the problem when what's the one thing people don't like about superhero movies? They're all the same. They're sometimes kind of the stupid. Visuals, the visuals and the the images. And everyone loves the stories. They're all so unique, and we love the crisp dialogue, right? <laughs> but I'm sick of looking at this stuff. You know. <laughs> so you think that people go to a superhero movie these days and they walk out, they're like, I liked it except for the special effects. Mm-hmm. They're like, I wish I would have read that. And, you know, it's the casting is always bad. You got Chris Hemsworth in there. He's taken his shirt off. He's got no patches of body hair. Not it's true. sexually it- viable to women at all, I would say. He's a pretty hairless fellow. Mm-hmm. So you don't think people go to see superhero movies for the 
action sequences and that's what people usually talk about after they see a superhero movie is all the is that what you guys talk about the action well, sequences? That, that's part of what stands out well this will still have action sequences in the book i was thinking you know it just won't be visually represented it'll be through text yeah i mean well you could say that about any any book right uh, that's true. No. Yeah, that's true. So what kind of superpowers does Red Dude have? Or Cool Guy. We seem to be going back to Cool Man <laughs> a lot. So maybe oh. maybe we... If Cool Man is your vision, we can make it Cool Man. And we could do... Oh, great. Yeah, Cool Man. Maybe Rad Dude friends? is a friend that he meets, like an ally or something. Oh, Goodwill. I like that. Goodwill. Like that. Good, yeah. yeah. Goodwill. Yeah, yeah, Goodwill. Good job. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Goodwill so, yeah, hunting. What, what, that, is, that is a movie that shows my <laughs> See, now I imagine that I could lend some of my razor-sharp wit uh, as we write Cool Man once he becomes Cool Man, you know? Um, now, like Karen was saying, what are the powers of Cool Man? He's taller than five foot one now. He is... So uh, he before was five foot one, and then when he got mm-hmm. powers, one of the powers was becoming taller? Mm-hmm. Separate question. How tall are mm-hmm. you? Me? Yeah. Standing up straight, you know, in heels, as it were. I'm about five foot one. In heels. So, like, like with lifts or something, or just like. I'm just a hair under five one, I think, you know. I was. You, okay. Who keeps track of those things? Most people do. But. I guess that's sort of a coincidence, though. I mean, I didn't think I don't like to put a lot of my personal stuff in the writing or anything like that. I just I'm trying to write what the market wants, you know. They want an underdog who becomes, you know, how tall was Peter Parker? Probably you know five what? ten. Probably five yeah. really? eleven. I wouldn't yeah, say it was exceedingly like... tall. Huh. It was average. Yeah. Huh. It felt like his okay. height was not a part of the story. It, so, yeah. No five, one really ten. paid attention. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And then, so what other powers would he have aside from being, being over five a little over 5'1? Well, he has a big house now. He has a big, big, fancy house okay. that comes uh, okay. with the powers um, because he can sort of create. Things that he wants, I guess. Okay, uh, he creates he things gets, that he wants. Yeah, like a 3D printer. Maybe he got bit by a radioactive 3D printer. I don't know. This is Will's territory here. Well, uh, I just need to know the general area of powers, like mm-hmm. flight or strength or speed, or is it maybe mental? Oh, I love it all. I love it all. Okay, so he's over five foot one. He's got a nice mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. He's got doesn't a doesn't live on a paintball range anymore. <laughs> uh, separate question. Where do you separate live? Separate question. We're taking a lot of separate questions. Well, here. it's I mean, it's I... important for us to know the author okay. also, so we can make sure to represent your vision. That's all. This is all in service of the book, ultimately. I see what you're driving at here. Well, do I live on a paintball range? Is that what you want to ask me? That's what I want to ask. No, because I'm not the character. I'm okay. not. Cool man, all right. You're not no, cool man. I... So cool man used to live in a paintball range, mm-hmm. and then when he got Burton... his powers, now he doesn't. Burton Krentz lives next to a paintball range. Uh, he lives and, and cool man lives right on to. one. 
Yes. You live next to a paintball range, mm-hmm. and Coolman and lives within the bounds of the paintball range. I live on, you know how some people will live in those really nice country club neighborhoods where they're right up against the golf course? Yep. So my tiny house is right up against the paintball range. And I would say that they're playing it pretty fast and loose. And what has been claimed as range territory has started to creep well past my fence, uh, what's left of my fence, uh, you know. But again, I'm not on the range, legally speaking, so I'm not. Okay. But there are paintball players who come onto your property sometimes and yeah, and, and rogue pellets might get shot into your property oh yeah hey you know what i like to think of it as i get a free paint job on the house every couple of hours or the car or yeah. you know me if i go outside or sometimes i stay inside and they like to come in and use it as like a fort um, <laughs> they come so. in your house burton yeah, because you know how like a paintball range might have like a burnout right. school bus or something for people to hide in. They they they'll come in my house and they'll say, "Oh my God, someone lives here. This is such a dump. I thought it was a burnout school bus." <laughs> you know how you know how tweens are. Wait, these you are know. also tweens. Sometimes, I mean, yeah, usually the tweens. Um. What do you think it is about the tweens that are so drawn to abusing you? Like, Here's I, what I – you okay. said you got bullied, bullied by older high school kids, right? Yes, I've, I've had that happen. I've been definitely harassed by – I mean, they, like, giggle and they look over at you and it's like they're – you know, they're I've never kind experienced of made fun that. Of never, wow. really? Karen, you, leave a, you lead a charmed life. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I, 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 in my experience, young kids are too young to know how to hurt you and older kids are old enough to know they shouldn't. But those tweens are right in the, right in the sweet spot, middle zone. Sweet spot. Yeah. They've gained the knowledge of how to, of mm -hmm. how to hurt you, but they're, they don't have the moral sense to feel bad about it. Yeah. They, they know enough to sort of know what things they can say that are really going to get your gut about your body or your life or what have you. And, and they don't have the good sense of a, of a high school junior that would know, like, maybe I shouldn't pick on this adult. What's um, something they might say that really gets your goat? Like, boy, this is a tiny house you got here. Oh, yeah. This is a tiny house. You know, I bet this guy's a virgin. Wow, uh, yeah. His... Uh, a lot of a know. lot of tweens they they have that radar sense. I do remember once I was bullied by a tween, uh, and he was just kind of like, "I bet you've never had more than ten thousand dollars in your checking account." And I was like, mm. "Wow, that's weirdly specific." But also, he's wow. right, and I do feel bad about it. Yeah, I mean they they really go for the the jugular. I get yeah. a lot of I got a lot of uh, grimace looking ass bitch and like body looking like a grimace. <laughs> Uh, Multiple separate people have used the term grimace to to make fun of you. Hey, you know what? You wear a purple shirt on the bus one time, and and you know, I wasn't even started off a white shirt, but then I had to walk from my house to my car. <laughs> By the time I got there, I guess I was a grimace looking ass bitch. Can because we talk about the, the, cool man? Yeah, let's hey, go back to cool so man. what so, do you think cool man does for a living? Like how Peter Parker is a photographer. Okay, oh. yeah. So I think, 
once he becomes cool man, he's got an awesome job, uh-huh. like being, you know, a superhero, like being an ass- assistant manager at a CVS. <laughs> but uh, that's an awesome job. Yeah. Okay. And so now, like, before but, he's super, before he's cool, he man. would be like an intern at a CVS. Um, <laughs> An unpaid intern at a So CBS. his superpowers get him promoted from unpaid intern to assistant manager. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like I said, I'm not married to anything. But. Will, Let, do you t- have an unrelated question? No. Okay. <laughs> Why, what do you have? I was just wondering what you do for a living, Burton. Me? Yeah. Well, I'm Burton, I mean, I'm hoping to be an author. Uh, you know, right. Of course. You are an author. You're yeah. an author already. You know, how, you know how Hemingway went off and tried to have like life experiences. Yes. And so I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Right now, I'm doing some unpaid work in retail, um, <laughs> just to see how people live. And ultimately, I think I want to end things up just like Hemingway. You know, I want to. I think I'm on the same life trajectory as him, so I think that's a good. Well, we're going to try to get you there, Burton. We're really going to try. (laughs) What do we think is the origin story of Cool Man? Like, you know, Spider-Man gets bit by a radioactive spider. Superman journeys from one solar system to another. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner is like, you know, uh, immersed in radiation. What what might um, happen to Cool Man to give him his powers, which include a promotion and a better house? So maybe it could be radiation's a common one. You know, he could sort of like wander through a nuclear power plant. But it usually helps if the incident that gives you the powers is related to your emotional uh challenges. Like Peter Parker was a nerd and he was at a science exhibit and this mm-hmm. his his love of science in a weird way rewarded him with powers. Okay, well I mean I think we could get to the radioactive stuff if you wanted we could just say that where he lived was technically a zone that was declared uninhabitable due to radioactive accident in the 70s all right yeah that'd be a good idea he's because he's, he's really down and out he'd mm-hmm. be living in this like a place you're, that you just people are not supposed to live um so mm-hmm. that would really but it's kinda... fine like, okay, it's we'll, totally livable. We'll make sure it's clear that it's fine. Yeah. But this is good for his underdog status for when he becomes yeah. cool, man. Separate question, unrelated. Where do you mm-hmm. currently live? Where do I live? By the paintball range. Yes. Uh, are there any radiation problems with this with this area? You know, now that you mention it, it is, well, so I told you I'm unpaid, right? So yeah, you mentioned was, you're doing some unpaid intern work for a retail store. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to buy property on an unpaid CV, uh, unpaid retail employees. <laughs> you know, you can just say CVS if CVS, it's CVS. I didn't say CVS. You didn't. You started it is, to though. It is CVS. You're like a bloodhound, Will. Uh, okay, it well. is a CVS. Um, uh, so I I did get some affordable land. Uh, through the government, you know, uh, in that they prevented other people from living there. And so I was able to take it. Um, I do have to 
often go from my home to the nearest road in a, I guess they call it like a ghillie suit or a gila suit. I can't be seen out there. Uh, like a camouflage mm-hmm. uh, with bushes and stuff attached so you blend into the background. Mm-hmm. But then I get shot with purple paint and it's a whole, you know. Yeah, then you totally stand out. Another day in the rat race, am I right, you guys? Just average Joe problems. That's just you mm. trying to get to work, make a living. Just yeah. punching in, in your ghillie suit, splattered with paint, dealing mm. with tweens. Dealing with tweens. I mean, you're you're living a real Bruce Springsteen life. Yeah, it's just, it's very Youngstown. It's very, you know. It's very Youngstown. Youngstown. <laughs> it's very Youngstown, Youngstown Ohio. It's, it's very, very, just like middle yeah. America, just like mm-hmm. Tom Petty lyrics. Rust Belt, yeah. Yeah, just dealing um, with tweens and being splattered with purple paint. So, so he lives on a radioactive land. Paintball range. Yeah, so he lives mm-hmm. on a radioactive paintball range, and that's how he's he gets five his foot powers. One. He's five foot one. He's a virgin. So now okay, he he's gets a powers. virgin, and that's confirmed. Well, that's confirmed. Yeah, for Cool Man, before he becomes Cool Man, is a virgin. Yeah. Do you think when he gets that's his powers, confirmed. he just instantly? Has had sex in some way, like Absolutely. that experience is just yep. in his past. Matrix style, you know how in Matrix they they could just like plug into something and they would have they would learn something or have experience. Yeah, it. if they need to know kung fu, it was just like they just like downloaded plugged in. it. Mm-hmm. He's got his laptop on Pornhub or what have you, and. And then it gets radioactive, and he falls on it, and now he's done everything that's on Pornhub. Do you watch a lot of Pornhub, Barton? What's Pornhub? Okay. It's a porn site that you just referenced. Oh, right. Oh, you Pornhub. Yes. I'm familiar with it. I haven't um, been able to get a video to fully load yet. So I, I so don't... I do see your laptop behind you right now, mm-hmm. and Pornhub is on the screen. Oh, is it? <laughs> and I do see that the videos are not loading. I see all the little spinning signs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess I did just recently try to see what Pornhub was all about. Um, I see your username is there, and it says power user next to it. Power That's Oh, now what does that mean? I just I don't know. I'm assuming that it's some sort of frequent. Oh, you know, Will. You, get, you know. It means that you've commented on enough videos and and made enough helpful feedback helpful in the Pornhub feedback. discussion threads that you've this been awarded power load. user. Yeah. Yeah. This video won't load. They all won't load. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of my comments, I guess. Uh, I can't get it to. Let's talk about the book a little bit. Cool man gets his powers. Can Mm -hmm. he have at least something that would help him in a fight? Because I think like just being average height or having a job is not going to help him take out a supervillain. So let's say like he's got to have like super. He can't get a gun. Okay, why? He's not allowed to have a gun. Why? He's just legally he can't because of some uh, because of some mental health issues. (laughs) Okay, Jesus, Uh, all right, so. He can't get a gun, but he should at least become very strong, maybe. Just like, you know, really able to like beat somebody up handily and like mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This guy is beating up everyone. He's beaten up well, I mean, can we talk about villains? Yes, a, a good villain is so important to a superhero story. Okay. So I was thinking 
that the evil supervillain that he's going up against, uh, their name is uh, Jennifer. Oh and Jennifer has an army of robot preteens, and they do her bidding, and he's sort of beating up all these preteens. And you'll notice I'm not saying tweens, Will. Okay, yeah. Preteens. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Cool Man gets strong. His archenemy, Jennifer. What's his relationship to Jennifer before he's Cool Man? Um, he and Jennifer together threw a glass of water in his face. Okay. Michael Dukakis rally. Four years after (laughs) after Walter Mondale ran for president. Oh, was that? That's right. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess so. I guess you know history will over. Not that this matters and this is a coincidence. Cool man is four years younger than Burton Krintz. I guess I guess so. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm that's I'm just doing the math. You bloodhound over here. <laughs> I mean, just... I, it's not that it's not that hard to figure out. Um, you really are so, kind of hounding him, Will. You're really hounding him. You think I'm hounding him? Yeah, I'll try I to back off. Really, I don't mean to. Yeah, you're really, I apologize. You're really kind of hounding him. About this. I, re- I really I mean, like I'm to... coming. I'm coming to you with this IP, and I feel like it's... I'm getting the third degree. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But it feel, I mean, it do feels you want like this I get... job, Will? I think you. I, I I get told this by a lot that when I'm dealing with customers, that I'm giving them the third degree. I assure you that I'm just trying to explore the idea so we can best represent it. That is all. This is all in service of the book. If it, hey, if we're talking about something, we want to back off. I'll back off. Okay, but. I do think this will help the book. I, I mean, I think this is great, Burton. It's really a story about Thank revenge. You. It's a real revenge fantasy kind yeah, of I'm a thing. I'm not sure we can cast no, Cool Man as a good good guy right now. Like he, he seems to be motivated mostly to get back at somebody who helped throw a glass of water in his face. Well, okay, now let me go in a little deep because I see what you guys are getting at here. Yeah. Right? It's not the case. Okay. So okay. she didn't just throw a glass of, and also she didn't do that. It was a mutual decision. Right. But also now she is, um, she is. So Jane, uh, what did I say? Jennifer, Jennifer, <laughs> you said, yes. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's Jennifer. It's not Jane. Oh, so uh, was, was the girl who threw water in your face named Jane? Yeah, and I think her name was in my head just now because you guys won't get over that. But uh, yeah, we're uh, definitely having trouble getting over that, and I apologize. Yeah, you got to move past it. It's been you know thirty some years. Yeah. Uh, so she's now developed an evil plan, I think, to to get um, to make tsunami waves um, that come from the oceans. She's controlling this, this is- the ocean and. This is good supervillain stuff. Yeah, and the tsunami waves hit men in the face, and so that's so it's a worldwide. It's not just the person, and also he doesn't defeat Jane, Jennifer. He um, he wins her heart over, and they get back together. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so he's not really doing anything to save the world. It's just to kind of win back this girl primarily. By beating up preteens. Well, presumably, preteen robots, presumably they would, you know, she would stop her evil plan when they got back together, unless she didn't want to, and then he's okay with that. He'll do whatever um, she says. So he's not sexist, 
if that's what you're getting. I would never. I would never. Will Will is sexist. Will is sexist. Oh, are you, Will? He is. He's sexist. Apparently I am. I I didn't see it that way, but Karen has really opened my eyes to my own misogyny. So, yeah, I guess I am. Mm Mm-hmm. Big sexist. And you're owning that proudly. I've uh, found that resisting it is futile. Uh, Karen will bring mm. it up no matter what happens. That's how I feel about tween bullying, you know? You can't, there's no fighting back. Burton, I think that uh, Karen and I need to step away and just have a little conference ourselves. And if you don't mind, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll call you tomorrow to just do a quick, quick follow up on some of these questions. Okay, I'll see All you right. guys tomorrow. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Burton. Hello. If you're enjoying I Will Write Your Book, please do that thing that every podcast asks you to do and go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It makes a huge difference to us getting to new audience members. Also, if you have ever heard of social media, there's I Will Write Your Book on Instagram and I Will Write Your on Twitter, which features photos of our guests. And sometimes we get fun fan art that mocks up the covers of these books that we are talking about on these episodes. And it's really fun. So I hope you get a chance to check those out. And thanks so much for listening. Cassette tape number 10. I am meeting with Karen Donahue in my office. Uh, Karen, thanks for coming down here. Appreciate it. What a nice office, Will. I want to thank you for sounding sarcastic and transparent there. Because the old bitterness is making me feel comfortable. Well, so I this that. isn't an office. It's a shared workspace. Okay, I, I rent this desk and I have access to the shared printer facilities. And I am allowed to have up to five power bars from the community Was snack this a free room. trial or something? I'm currently in a free trial for this office space. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up and do it. But You're right not, now we're in the free gonna trial They're going to check period. your credit. They're not going to let you do it. My credit's pretty horrific five, but I, I, I 550s it, what are we talking it's currently 300 that's <laughs> i didn't even realize it could be that bad hey, well i'll just pay in advance and uh and i'm sure the office space guys here will be will be all right with me well, renting space how's your nighttime wanderings going did you have any visits with people last night you know what i did and um the thing of it is well i think you should get out I think you should get out and just go out and wander. In the middle of the night? Yeah, in the middle of the night. You never know who you're going like to run into. Like at 2 a.m.? My sleep schedule is messed up. Last night it was up till 12.30 a.m. I ran into Don Johnson. The Don Johnson. actor from Miami Vice? Yeah, and mm-hmm. That guy is... He, he lives, in our, he lives a, around this area? Yeah, he lives near me. Mm-hmm. So you ran into Don Johnson in the middle of the night? What, what, what we went you back to about? his house, and uh, he's got a pretty killer hot tub. And I had a good you old time. You a hot tub with Don Johnson? You met him at after midnight, and it still led to a hot tub session? Of course. What else are you going to do? I, say hi, chat for a little bit, and then go on about your way? We got along. We had a lot in common. What did you have in common with Don Johnson? Well... You know, I want you to at least acknowledge that the man that we spoke to, Burton, is more of a loser than you. Oh, my God. That's so nice. Do you really mean that? I do. 
And I actually think without my tutelage, you would end up like him. You got a lot going for you. And you think that is because of your tutelage? Yes. And when you say tutelage, you mean the calling me a sexist and saying that I have anger issues with women and people in general Mm -hmm. and that I harass people when I'm asking them about their book and stuff like that? Is that what you mean by tutelage? All of those things. You need to know when you're doing bad. When you're wrong, when you're doing wrong, when you're a bad person. And that's most of the time, Will, and I have to point it out to you. Otherwise, you'll blindly go through life getting on buses and having people shoot paintballs at you. I would argue you, but since you've been psychologically torturing me, manipulating, I have some more confidence come up. I was in the post office yesterday, mm-hmm. and I had to buy stamps, and I wanted to. I walked in there thinking I need 15 stamps, not a stamp more. And I got to the front of the line, and they were like, you want 20? There's 20 on this sheet. And I put my foot down. I was like, no, 15 stamps, you asshole. And he sold me 15 stamps, and I have you to thank for that show of confidence. That was a stupid hill to die on. Just get the whole sheet. like it was my own man. Get the whole sheet. I don't approve of that scenario. I really don't. You're going to eventually, they're forever stamps. I think I have enough for the rest of my life. When the price goes up. What do you think of Cool Man? You think we should do this? I think it would make... One person happy. Me? No. Oh. Burton. I think I'd be happy to. Be happy if you got a little money in your pocket. Yeah, no no shit, huh? I think this guy's a gold mine. A gold mine? Yeah. Of what? I think people are going to eat this up. I... Underdog makes good. Average Joe pissing himself, dealing with tweens makes good. I think it's a gold mine. I think the thing that you like about it is that you know that he is more pathetic than you. And he makes you every feel good you about t- yourself. Every, and he every makes time you, feel you say good. it, I smile. Yeah. Thank you. See? You're right. Maybe that's true. He, makes you he is a complete good. piece of shit, and it makes me feel a lot better. At least you're not a virgin. I have not been for since I was 23. So I was a late bloomer. Yeah, that's really late. Not physically. Physically, I went through puberty at the age of 12. Right. But emotionally, I did not come around until I was like 22 and a half. Mm. All right, so I'll see you tomorrow, Karen. Thanks for this. Thanks for meeting with me. Sure. All right, this is cassette tape number 12. We're here back in my office meeting with Burton Krintz and Karen Donahue. Burton, I see you brought your laptop again so we can look into your apartment. I appreciate that. Keep an eye on those dogs. (laughs) That's really nice. Again, I'm sorry I'm a little late. I just got talked into buying so many damn stamps. You know how they get you. <laughs> I do know just, how this is. There's Boy. nothing you could say. And now they I upsell got all... the stamps. They upsell the stamps at the post office. Well, I thought at least, hey, they're, at least they're forever stamps. Then I get on the bus and I look at them and you know what they say? What? They're for never stamps. Oh, no. They shouldn't stamps. sell those. They should not sell those. I think I'm getting pranked. How much did you pay for them? I paid about two two grand. Uh, <laughs> so much. Yeah. How I many stamps did you get? Pranked. Hmm? How many stamps? Well, I got a hundred. <laughs> That's a lot. But That's I don't lot. think they're usable. Uh, no, they I say for never. Sort of bring your child to work day at the post office or something because I was dealing with this tween at the window. That's rough. And uh, I think they bragged me a little bit, but, you know, that's to be expected. That's part So this of tween saw service. you come and whipped up some fake stamps that said for never and charged you $2,000 and you paid for it. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then um, 
I was also mailing a package, and now the return address says Grimace looking ass bitch at 123 Virgin Boulevard. And I'm just worried that if they, if it comes back or something, that I'll have to find 123 Virgin Boulevard. And Well, what were you mailing? Is it something you would need to find if it comes back? Uh, what's, uh, yes, it was something very, very important. It was a, a letter to an old friend. To Jane? A letter that I sent. Was it hmm? to Jane? Um, let me think. Tut, 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 tut. Yes, it was Jane. Uh, Just out of curiosity, what were you thinking about there? Mm, I was trying to remember who the letter was to. I send, I send about a letter a week. You know, it's um, a lot. All, it's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. Well, they're all. Ta, 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 ta. They're all for Jane. Uh, I send her about a letter. <laughs> You know what? I feel like this conversation is going somewhere that I was really trying not to We'll change the subject. We'll change the subject. Okay. Um, So we're really excited to write Cool Man, the novel. I think it's going to be great. Mm. Who do you hope your audience is? I mean, four quadrants, Will. I think this is going to hit everyone. Everyone's going to see themselves in Cool Man, you know. Whether you're a little nerdy teenager or, mm-hmm. you know, you're uh, a rock star, I think either way you're going to be saying, hey, I get bullied by teens. I piss my pants. I'm a virgin well into my 50s. I think I think it's for every. I mean, what do you think? I think we want to go at the teenage market. Uh, maybe I mm-hmm. think they're more likely to be being bullied by tweens. They're still in the time of their life where they have a lot of possibility ahead of them. And so mm. a superhero story is just like a metaphor for all the good things that could happen to them in their life. I don't think we should aim it at the rock stars or the 50-year-olds. I don't know if the rock stars are going to buy it. I'm not even totally sure how to market it to rock stars, and I'm not sure there's a big upside there. Well, I think a 50-year-old is also someone who's got a lot of possibility ahead of him, you know, or even a 58-year-old. I think that that's someone who also identifies with having the whole world at their feet and, you know, all that could go in any direction, but they're all good. And maybe Cool Man sells a superhero book. Wait, the character of Cool Man sells the idea of a superhero book? Mm Mm-hmm. You know how Jerry Seinfeld sells a show at one point? Yeah, I do remember that. So this is like that. Except that Cool Man is not based on me, obviously. Um, no, obviously. What is Cool Man's secret identity's name? Uh, his see, well, like his real name before yeah. he becomes Cool Man. Like his Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Brian Kratz. So instead of Burton Krentz? It's not instead of anything. It's just Brian Kratz. I mean, that's his... I'm not married to it. Have you tried to write this book before? Oh, I've been, yeah, I've been writing it for a while now. Um, and I've written, I write it longhand um, because my uh, word processor was, is just riddled with porn-related viruses and I can't uh, get anything to load. It's so interesting you call it a word processor. Mm-hmm. I wrote a few hundred pages and... Uh, um, it sounds like you've in- got this written, Burton. Yeah, you might not well, need a ghostwriter. You might be able to do this on your own. You'll, you're fortunately for your bottom line, Will. Uh, the pages were stolen on the bus. Oh, um, Burton. I'm sorry. I think this is just a classic thing an author has to go through where 
you know, it's his big day to take his pages to a publisher. And, you know, I, I'm sure Stephen King got his stuff stolen off a bus and got stripped naked by some tweens and tied to the bicycle <laughs> rack and had to run behind the bus for several <laughs> days. You know. That's rough. I'm really sorry. Also, I just want to make clear, we're not a publishing house. You would be paying us to write your sure. book. Like yeah. we're not we're not buying your book. We're not signing you. I just don't want you to, to I don't want to misrepresent the opportunity we're saying. We will help you write the book. We will distribute it and, and try to sell it, but we're not gonna give you any money for I, the publication. I know, I, I'm aware of that. I just I don't think I can write it longhand again. I mean if you take a look at my hands here, you can see oh, man, that they're, they're cramped up. Yeah, they're pretty cramped up permanently and I think there's some tetanus in there too. Um from the nails and so i think if you could write it down this time that'd be or even type it i'm definitely going to type it but i'd be happy to be the one who writes this down <laughs> you got Great. tetanus from nails Mm-hmm. how did that happen so does your house have um floors oh uh, yeah <laughs> yes my house has floors okay so good for you but uh, <laughs> uh, uh wasn't showing off just answering your question so if you see if I can control the laptop here, I'll tilt it. Uh, the floors are, uh, it could be from the nails. It could be from the stray dogs. I don't know. But yeah, the hands, the They're hands pretty... are rough these days. Okay. Well, just a last minute pitch. And I'm bringing this up very late in our discussion. And so if mm. this isn't a good idea, we'll set it aside. Maybe we should just admit that the character is you and use your name and just have it, just people read it and they're actually hearing about how you'd want your real life to be different. Will, Karen, can I confess something to you guys? Sure. Yes. I just think this book's going to be really great. And I think... Oh, I what think, a confession. Uh, I think it's going to be a really great book. I... I don't think we need to do any kind of stunts or lies where we say the character is based on me. Um, you know, Cool Man is 56. I'm 58. His name is Brian Kratz. I'm Burton Krintz. There's a lot of he, differences. He's a virgin. There's a lot of differences. Okay, so I'll just set that idea aside. It was just a pitch. I think I'm ready to get started on this. I think that Cool Man's going to be a hit, and I'm so excited Burton Krintz to help bring that idea to reality. Oh, I'm excited too. You're going to be able to pay well, Burton? Yes, yeah, yeah. I I do have a little bit of money left over from the settlement. Uh I sue I was able to successfully sue the city after um large swaths of my body were uh damaged while being tied to a city bus that the driver knew I was tied to and continued about his route. So I can Great, great. Okay, great. That's all we need to know. And I'm excited about the idea, too. Can I confess something to you guys? Yes. Yes. Cool Man is... Cool Man is basically the best guy, I think, that there is that you could write a book about. He's based... You know, he's basically me... Right. Now, but after... He becomes Cool Man. Does that make sense? No. No, you're before Cool Man. How it's so? okay, Burton. It's all right. It's okay, but your life matches what's going on with Cool Man before he gets powers. 
Not exactly. You live in a paintball field that's been that's got radioactive. Next to. That has radiation problems. I never said problems. You had a girl with a J name from your teenage years who co threw water in your face. Burton, it's Can okay. I confess something? Yes, please. About the water getting thrown in my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember when I said that me and her mutually yes. threw water in my face? Yeah. It was actually sparkling water. Okay. Well. Did not expect that. I thought to you were going to say that you actually didn't throw it in your face. It's okay, Burton. You know. It's you, okay, Burton. It's okay. You've had a tough time of it. I promise you, this book's going to be a hit, and tweens will never bother you again. All right, I'll, I'll make out a check to you here. Is $1.5 million enough? Doink? What? Uh, is, I'm sorry, was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I just, that's something I say when I'm surprised. Doink? Oh, is it not? I could give you $2 million. No, I, no, no. Doink, doink? Yes. I feel like a cartoon Two million. is getting a boner or something. Two million. Two million. Okay, well then, yeah, two We'll call it two, half now and half later. So two now, two later. How do you how do you have this much money? I said I had a little bit left from the settlement. Oh my gosh! Well, we'll we'll work on this right away. We're gonna get Cool Man to market immediately. Amazing. Burton, it's gonna happen. I can I tell you guys something? <laughs> yes, Jesus, stop asking that. You can just, you can just tell us. You guys are my two best friends. And that's not true. No, that's not true. We Wait have a lot of our clients say book. that. We're not, we're not really? your best friends. This we're really makes, how does it feel, Will? How does it feel when someone says you're their friend? Oh, Will, have you never had a friend? It, it's rough. It's rough. That's what you do yeah. to me. That's what you yeah. do to me. Okay? I'll try to not burden you anymore. I'm you sorry. You know what? You'll try not to burden me anymore. Oh, boy. <laughs> Burton, Please don't have Burton, fun with my name. Burton, you know what? It's very triggering for me you to could have my name. Take that two million dollars and build an amazing house that's not on uh, next to a paintball. Yeah, I think most of the powers that you attributed to Cool Man, you could get you could with your get money. Get with your money. Here's the thing: you would think so. So I went down to to uh, the Keller Williams, right? To, you know, thinking I've got millions and millions of dollars, I'm going to buy a house that's not radioactive and full of nails and stray dogs. And wouldn't you know it, I'll be goddamned it was bring your tween to work day at Keller Williams. Oh, no. So I'm okay. going with this little tween rough. in a red blazer. And I'll be goddamned if they didn't sell me my own house back. Oh, that's rough. I'm so mm. sorry, but wow. that's mm. rough. Yeah, Things are going to turn around for you, I promise. I thank and you, I just guys. Thank I you for you coming. Thanks for coming to, please don't say you love it. Thanks for coming to work with us. Thank you guys. I love you. That was I Will Write Your Book, everybody. My name's Will Hines. I played a character on that show called Will Hines. And uh, I'd like to have the other people on the podcast episode introduce themselves, beginning with you, Pam Murphy. I'm Pam Murphy. I played Karen Donahue. Murphy, please, on Twitter and Instagram. And there's a website, murphyplease.com. And you know what, guys? You might want to download Quibi. And this is the only reason why I'm saying it, okay? This time I'm just saying it because you might want to watch Mapleworth Murders. 
Amazing. You said the name of the show. I did. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Because Quibi has a lot go, of shows. Go watch uh, Mapleworth Murders and see Pam Murphy. Try to see what scene I was cut out of. Uh, and uh, Greg, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? And if you have anything you'd like to plug, plug away. I am Greg Galant. I played a character named Burton Prince, uh, whose voice, I'm sure, was all over the goddamn place in terms of accents and pitch. <laughs> and, you know, probably should have been nailed down a little, a little yeah, better. Yeah, he, uh, really, he went through a whole journey. Mm, uh uh, I'm, I'm at Gallant Greg on Twitter, at Gallant Greg 10 on Instagram. And uh, uh, the thing I wanted to plug is please listen to the first hand podcast that I do with Devin Field. We put out two seasons. It's sort of a, a fake history podcast where every episode is a different event or historical figure, and everyone plays characters that have something to do with it. Uh, Will came on in season two, episode six. It did uh, an episode about the Beatles with Mary Sasson. Right. It was very funny. Thank you. I love doing it. Yeah, I recommend that podcast highly, and I recommend the Mapleworth murders highly. I recommend them both in a high degree of intensity. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Greg. It was great. Pam, thank you for being on as always. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening. We'll see you next episode. Goodbye. Oh, hello, you. What's up, hoes? I'm Mary Kay McBrayer. I'm Mary Amelia Byer. I'm Rachel Estridge. And we like scary movies. Let's be more specific. We like analyzing scary movies. Okay, but let's be a little bit more specific. We like making fun of scary movies. Let's be even more specific. We have to make fun of scary movies so that we can sleep at night. We host a horror comedy podcast called Everything Trying to Kill You that rips all your fave horror movies a new one. And bonus, we'll tell you jokes from the perspectives of... Feminist ethnic minorities. And queer women. Which might be something you haven't considered before. Sure looks like Hollywood hasn't. So check out Everything Trying to Kill You. New episodes every other Friday on Campfire Media. Campfire.